You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Start your weekend off right. This is BetQLU with RJ Choppy, Chris Mack, and Kayla Canaram on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Oh, yeah, you hear that lion roar? The screen pops up. You know we're ready to go. It is another edition of BetQLU alongside RJ Choppy and Kayla Canaram. I am Chris Mack. We welcome you in wherever you may be in the country. Nationwide, we are all over the BetQL network. Friday night, 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific. Saturday morning, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. And after those airings, of course, you can download the podcast as well inside your Odyssey app. Listen to us live worldwide there as well, AUD. ACY. We're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash betql to watch the show as well as live on YouTube. Also, we're ready. The conference championships are here. We have recovered from our uh, tryptophan-induced comas. The holidays and the most meaningful football of the year have arrived. Uh, Hello, friends. How are we? RJ, I'll start with you. How you doing? How was Thanksgiving? And what did you learn last week from the world of college football? I'm uh, I'm fantastic. Uh, Thanksgiving was, you know, as there was no political fights. Okay, <laughs> well, that's hey, that's golf a win. clap for that. First of all, yeah, that's a win. My uh, my aunt did go a little bit crazy in terms of telling us stories from her youth. Uh, could have done without some of those, but other than that, <laughs> fantastic Thanksgiving. And what I learned about college football that weekend is much like me with women, everything that I thought I knew was absolutely wrong. (laughs) Absolutely wrong. I I thought Michigan was the fraud. I thought Michigan was the fraud. Uh, It it turns out that Ohio State was the fraud, uh, or at least on that day. I I thought there was not a chance that that Ohio State was going to lose to Michigan in this game. Uh, I I thought it was going to be a walk in the park for them, especially after seeing that Illinois disaster. Uh, but no, everything I knew about college football, uh, at least in that game, was absolutely wrong. I don't usually admit that I'm wrong. I just say that I'm not right. I don't like to say the, the W <laughs> word. It's very, very, it's a very dirty word. Yeah, it's a very dirty. It's like saying word. sorry. I'm not necessarily sorry. Yeah, wrong, wrong. All those words. Yeah, I'm not really sorry. <laughs> I just, I just made a mistake. You know, I, I should have done that. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I wasn't wrong. I just wasn't right. That's how I kind of look at it. Because I know nothing. I know nothing anymore. Uh, okay, Kayla. <laughs> Uh, what did you, first of all, how was your Thanksgiving and what did you learn about college football this past week? My Thanksgiving was good. Thank you for asking. Um, I did not go back to Missouri. I stayed in California and went down to San Diego to spend it with my best friend and her boyfriend. Nice. And guys, I've never been out the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Oh. It goes off. Yeah. That was my first time. I'm always with family. I'm always in from out of town. So I'm just spending time with family. And we had a good time. We went back to college on Wednesday night. I'll just say that. Nice. Uh, Nice. Appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But what I, I wasn't, I was fine on Thursday though, for the record. Um, What I learned. (laughs) I like how you clear that up. You're like, well, don't worry. I wasn't, I was all good in the end. In the end, it was okay. (laughs) She can have fun and still be no, keep it classy. Keep it together. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm right there with RJ. I 
put some respect on Michigan's name. I, I had them covering in this one. I did not have them winning. No, I did not. And that is a big shame on me. When I started watching this game, you guys, it was 24-20 Michigan. And I thought, oh, fun. What a close game. This is going to be competitive. Can't wait. Flash forward to a 45-23 Wolverines win. So you beat your biggest rival in rivalry week on the road. And then you do so by 22 points. And without your star running back? Okay. Um, Not only that, but all of their wins outside of that Illinois game were by a touchdown or more. And in most cases... It was by much more. So I am sorry I didn't pay more attention to you, Michigan. Uh, now you're sitting pretty in the Big Ten Championship against Purdue and should keep that number two spot going into the playoff should Georgia also get the win. So I personally would like to apologize to the Wolverines for not giving them as much credit as they clearly deserve. I am sorry and go blue. Wow. Drops a go blue at the end, too. Um, <laughs> I Well... You know, my Thanksgiving was good, too, with family. It was a great time. Uh, And I think the thing I learned, though, is, RJ, you mentioned Ohio State's the fraud. And you may be right, but the one team we've known all year has fraud tattooed across their forehead and maybe under their eyelids and maybe across their neck. They're like Post Malone. Fraud is tattooed everywhere all over their face. Um, Is Clemson. Uh, As... Producer Zach likes to call them good old fraudson. Uh, Davo Swinney <laughs> may be the most stubborn man in America. DJU had what may have been his worst game of the year. Did not move on from him. Uh, Clemson loses to South Carolina. And how about South Carolina, by the way, in their final two games, completely blowing everything up. And Spencer Rattler may be coming back to life just too little too late for his draft prospects. But uh, Dabo Swinney just refusing to give up on DJ Uyunglele this year. And if he had, if he had been willing to turn the page at any of what feels like the three or four points in the in the story to his, his freshman quarterback, maybe things are different for Clemson this year. Maybe they're different. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure book. And at four of the different stops along the way, Dabo got the option pull the starting job from DJU and he chose to go the other way. And every time it ended poorly and there was no way though, in this one to go back to to the first decision and fix it. Like one of those choose your own adventure books from when we were kids. So Dabo Swinney may be the most stubborn man in America and it may have cost his team at least a shot at a playoff spot, especially if you go all the way back to the beginning of the year and break it down from the very start to the way it played out all the way through last weekend and that one-point loss to in-state rival South Carolina. With all that said, speaking of frauds and number ones and number fours and who's in and who's out, top four of the CFP, not surprising, I don't think. Georgia one, Michigan two, TCU three, all undefeated. Four, Southern Cal. They get in by virtue of Ohio State's loss and their win. So Ohio State dropping to five. Bama at six, the top two-loss team. Tennessee right behind them at seven then Penn State at eight. In the eight years, guys, of the college football playoff, six times one of those top four teams going into the final week didn't make the actual final four. Five of those lost in the conference championship game they were in. So should Georgia, let's start here, Georgia, Michigan, or TCU fear falling out of the final four if they lose in their conference championship games? Kayla, I'll start with you. I think Georgia and Michigan 
No, based on record and strength of schedule. Plus, plus Michigan has that head-to-head over Ohio State. I can see TCU getting bumped if they lose simply because they're coming out of the Big 12, which could make that fourth spot interesting depending on what happens. But if any of these, I think TCU, which doesn't seem fair, but that's just how it goes, I feel like. RJ, I, I, who's I think it? you're right. Yeah. I, I think you're right. You know, TCU, I think, is that team. You know – and a lot of people, and you know, we've got uh, on the radio show, we've got this little, you know, we got a text number that you can text into the program with, uh, you know, all your hot takes. And the amount of TCU, and the TCU fans are saying this, they're like, you know, if our front of our jersey said Oklahoma or Texas, this would not even be a discussion. Um, and they're probably right. Look, yeah. I, I, fair or not, the perception of TCU is that they're still in the whack. Uh, or they're still in Conference USA. That's the perception of them. whether or not they're not. It, it doesn't doesn't really matter to the common public. And, and, and let's be also fair on this. They've got seventy thousand living, living alumni. Like the only SEC stadium that that the the TCU living alumni could fill up is Vandy. Like you're you're like it's it. Like it, it's it's a very very small school. The, the 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 powers that be, the committee, they don't want TCU in. I know you're going to get the Fort Worth market, but guess what? You're going to get the Dallas-Fort Worth market watching this game regardless of who's in this. Regardless. All right? You're going to get every market watching these games. So uh, they don't they don't need they, – they think they need the TV markets. They don't. They really don't. I mean, everyone's going to watch these games anyway. People love fresh blood. But I agree. I think TCU, if they lose, they're the team. I would say that I agree with you on Michigan because they won the head-to-head with Ohio State. But – Nope. Alabama's ahead of Tennessee in the rankings. And like they you know, they <laughs> lost the head to head. So I don't know what the hell the committee's gonna do. So I, I do think if TCU loses, uh, they shouldn't be out. I don't necessarily think they should be, but I do think it's it's touchy. Yeah, I I, I kind of come back to a baseline of if you've got fewer losses than the guys behind you. Uh, I, I'm going to look at that and say, you know what? If the loss comes this late in the year, it's it's pro- you're probably – you might not be the better team, but you put yourself in a better position. You deserve to go to the playoff. So for my money, even if TCU lost to Kansas State, unless it was just like an absolute 42 to 10 kind of blowout, um, they're still in, in my opinion. The top three, in my opinion anyway, are locked in. The question for me is what happens – if if USC loses, I think that's a simple plug-and-play with Ohio State. I think that's the way the committee will go. Again, you're talking about an Ohio State team with one ugly loss to Michigan as opposed to the two tight losses that Alabama had. So I think they would lean on that and say, hey, one loss in over two losses. But the real chaos would be if USC and TCU lose and TCU loses particularly mm-hmm. ugly to Kansas state. Now you're opening it up to not just Ohio state sliding back in, which I think most people, even though they wouldn't be excited about it, would accept it would be who then slides in behind them. And you're right, RJ, Alabama's ranked ahead of Tennessee right now by virtue of the fact that both of their losses were tight, but one of those tight losses was to Tennessee. So I don't know. I mean, they're going to go with Bama. I I think we, we all know that it's just trying to figure out how they're going to rationalize it. If that were the case. You're gonna have you gotta have to find a way to rationalize that, and and there's there's, there's the committee. But here's the thing: they don't have to answer to anybody. Who are they gonna answer to? Right, me, you, <laughs> Kayla. Come on, they don't care what us. we think. They don't even know who we are. They, they actually, they actually do care what I think, guys. I, 
Just want to point. Oh, out. <laughs> have you gotten oh, phone calls yes. and emails and text <laughs> messages? Yeah. I'm in tight with the committee. <laughs> well, let you me ask boo, you this, Kayla. Is there, you and Boo. Yeah. <laughs> is there any way, Kayla, that Alabama right now could like? I mean, they're they're ranked the way they are. It wouldn't make any sense for it to work this way with neither one of them playing this weekend. But is there any way at all Alabama could somehow jump Ohio State? I don't think so. But there are people out there that still believe there's the conspiracy theory afoot that somehow, some way, they have to shoehorn the tide in regardless of what happens this weekend and regardless of where teams are ranked already. I think Kirk Herbstreit said this on the broadcast last weekend. I And this is his own alma mater he was saying this against. I... I do feel like Bama's two close losses are better than Ohio State's major loss really? at home against the rival. I do. So I I would rather see Alabama in there than Ohio State if it if push comes to shove. I think they those two close losses on the road are better than Ohio State's huge loss at home. That there in lies the rub, RJ. That's yeah, well, no, yeah. that's the argument. Are two tight road losses in the SEC more valuable, or I guess, less, yeah, more valuable than yeah. one ugly home loss in the Big Ten? It just the, means the committee, more. <laughs> it just means more. That's right. The committee has shown they care more about good wins than they do about losses. I just have home losses stick with me more, yeah. especially when you get doubled up. You got doubled up at home in a rivalry game, man. Like that's that 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 that's that, that sticks out to me. Alabama lost two one possession games on the road in arguably the two toughest environments in the conference, or two of the right what three or four toughest, right? Um, yeah, and they did it in in you know on like where the other team. The, I mean, those places were absolutely nuts on those nights. Um, and they were very close games. And then they've had some close wins. I mean, they haven't had great wins, but I mean, I think Alabama's two lost resume is better than Ohio State's, whose you know best win was what, like Notre Dame. Yeah, Penn right. State. Um, Penn State. Yeah. There you go. Penn I, State. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you know, it would be breaking precedent in a big way to finally admit a two lost team, though, it, with uh, in this way. Um, if they were to and, and to admit that they made a mistake in last week's rankings, right? Because they would have to do that as well for Bama to jump Ohio State. Um, you're admitting a mistake from last week's rankings, and you're also saying, yeah, you know what? We've decided now, after having a week and a half or two weeks to think it over, you know what? We've thought about it, and we're okay with a two-loss team now. And that would – look, we've only got another year of this playoff committee deciding it – four versus 12 so it would still crush i think the the reputation the i don't want to say the legitimacy but it would it would bounce back in their face snap back pretty hard in that they would be admitting a mistake from the week before and then also deciding against precedent that a two loss team can enter the top four so again we've only got this year one more week this year and then next year to enjoy the four team college football playoff before we expand to the 12, now that the Rose Bowl has jumped into the deep end with everybody else. We've got conference championship Saturday. All of the conference championship games, at least the Power Five ones, have to be discussed in depth, and we will do that before we wrap things up. We get you our best bets as well. As we are here and we are ready to go on conference championship weekend, 
alongside RJ Choppy and Kayla Canaram. I'm Chris Mack. You are listening to BetQLU. This is BetQLU with RJ, Chris, and Kayla here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Back to BetQLU with RJ Choppy, Chris Mack, and Kayla Canaram on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. You know, there's a great commercial I see a lot during games these days, and it's not a BetMGM commercial, so I won't mention who it's for, guys, but where somebody walks around placing odds on everything that happens at a family holiday dinner. I had a feeling it was like minus 500 that RJ would come back from Thanksgiving break with a great family Thanksgiving story. And he just told us it during the break. I'm going to let, I'm not going to make him repeat it back on the air. We'll just leave it in the break where it belongs. But like you were minus 500 RJ and at my book for a phenomenal Thanksgiving story. And I just cashed the ticket. There was a lot of juice, but I cashed the ticket. Good. Good. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad you're able to cash in. You know, usually I like to bet, you know, dogs and unders, but uh, you went shock. And uh, yeah. it worked. You hit, it you paid hit. off. It, it paid off. off. There you yep. go. That's all you can do. <laughs> all right. Let's jump into these Saturday conference championship games. And let's start with one of the late ones. Let's start Saturday night in Charlotte, North Carolina on ABC. Number nine, Clemson, favored by seven and a half over number 23, North Carolina. Winner gets the auto bid to the Orange Bowl for the ACC against probably Alabama or Tennessee, depending on how things shake out. Loser probably gets as a consolation prize the Gator Bowl or maybe even the Sun Bowl. Who knows? Uh, for Clemson, DJ Uyunglele has been a disaster this year, more often than not. A few bright spots, but uh, some of us were out on him at the beginning of the year. And I don't know. I don't want to pull a muscle patting myself on the back, but I'm going to go ahead and try to do so anyway now. He threw for 99 yards last week against South Carolina. Got outplayed by Spencer Rattler. North Carolina, they haven't won an ACC football title in 42 years uh mac brown officially did not have gray hair at that point that's how long it's been only (laughs) nc state has a longer conference title drought amongst current acc schools drake may fourth in the country in passing tied for fourth in tds with 35 um i don't know total's gone over in seven of clemson's last 10 10 games but this one's sitting at 63 and a half kayla what's your read on the acc championship game Well, uh, so the last time these two faced each other was 2019 when UNC gave Clemson a run for their money, if you'll remember, in a 21-20 final. But I don't think that happened Saturday. As we know, I've been high on Clemson all year, even when they haven't done so hot. So I'm banking on the one-point loss to the Gamecocks to really light a fire under Clemson's butt. I like the Tigers at this one to cover at minus 7.5, despite the fact they've gone 6-6 and against the spread this season. I get that the Tar Heels have had a good season, but – Anytime they played a team who was somewhat decent, like Notre Dame and NC State, they lost. Uh, They also took an L to Georgia Tech, so that doesn't bode well for them. Bottom line, I think Clemson's got this one in the bag, and I'm sad that they won't have a playoff to play for. But as you mentioned, they do have that orange ball on the line. As for the average, Clemson's averaging, or as for the total, Clemson's averaging 34.2 points a game next to UNC's 37.1. So, I feel like I'm going to go over in this one. And as we know, the total has gone over in seven of Clemson's last 10 games. And it has gone over in six of UNC's 12. So it feels risky, but I'm leaning the over in this one as well. 
Clemson hasn't lost an ACC game in a while, RJ. 11-game winning streak in the ACC. Um, I, I like the over as well, much like Kayla, but what, what about the 7.5 here? Can North Carolina put a scare in Clemson? I think they can. Uh, I did take Carolina plus the 7.5, and, 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 and look, it's for one reason. You know, it's, it's about the quarterback. Like, who's the best player yeah. on the field? And the best player on the mm-hmm. field is Drake May. And, and, and I'm going to go – and I'm going to ride that. I, I, I'd be very hypocritical of me to, uh, to, to basically say whoever the better quarterback is, is that's the guy, you know, that, that, that's who's going to win the game. It's the most important player. The quarterback's more important than the other 52 guys combined, yada, 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 that crap. Uh, but I'll, I'll look at it like that, you know. They've got the best player on the field. They've got the best quarterback. I will take that any day of the week. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point, and and I think you're right. It, it, it goes back to me, like, like you said, for DJU, and he just hasn't performed in the big spots more often right. than not this year. Uh, so I, I I lean on Clemson, or excuse me, North Carolina plus seven and a half. But I think there may be a way to middle this thing as well that I'll keep on once uh, keep an eye out for once it goes live. Big Ten Championship, same time Saturday night, eight Eastern, five Pacific on Fox. Purdue against number two Michigan, seventeen point spread in favor of the Wolverines total relatively low considering that fat number 51 and a half Michigan win. They cement their number two spot in the CFP, presumably Ohio state, uh, assuming nothing crazy happens with USC uh, Ohio state goes to the Rose bowl. Although I've heard rumblings, the Rose bowl might not want Ohio state for a second year in a row. They may mutually part ways. Maybe if Ohio state's in the new year six, it ends up uh, somewhere else, maybe in the orange uh, that, still is to be negotiated between this New Year Six and Ohio State. But a Purdue win would throw everything up in the air. I think Michigan still makes the playoff in that case. But then the Boilermakers are headed to their first Rose Bowl in 21 years when Drew Brees was their quarterback. They are 3-0 and against AP top five teams under Jeff Brom. So, RJ, um, I, think, I think Michigan, knowing that they're cemented in, probably doesn't go for the jugular and pull away late. I probably I anticipate a backdoor cover from Purdue here, mm-hmm. but I certainly think Michigan wins outright. Oh, I think Michigan wins as well. I have the backdoor cover as well. I'm taking Purdue plus the 16 and a half. You know, there's Michigan's, you know, missing the running back now. And uh, you know, it's interesting you said about Ohio State and the Rose Bowl and, and what that means, you know, for and how what the domino effect is with that, mm-hmm. you know, because if if they don't go to the Rose Bowl, they would be if things stand, I think I read yesterday they would be going to the to the Orange Bowl, which would push right. Alabama to the sugar and Tennessee to the cotton, and mm-hmm. you know that would you know, that would create a kind of a domino effect uh, of sorts. But that uh, it, it would be interesting if they if they wind up doing that. But yeah, I like uh, I like Michigan to win. I don't have a feel on the number. I would probably take you know if, if Purdue's going to cover, that kind of leans towards the under. But on a spread this big, I don't think we're going to be talking about a. 2320 game right of it. Yeah, it, it is. There's you've got to reconcile one thing with the other here in that it's a it's a low total for a big spread. Michigan 12-5 and 1 against the spread in their last 18 and 7 and 0 in their last 7 against Big 10 West opponents, Kayla. Yeah, um I'm actually going the opposite direction than you two. Okay. Um I mean after what we saw last Saturday and if they play the way they did against the Buckeyes, this, I think, has the potential to be a bloodbath against an average Purdue team. However, the Boilermakers did win their last three straight, one of which was against a ranked Illinois team. But 
Also, for the sake of viewing, side note, I really wish they would just put Michigan and Ohio State in different divisions already, but I digress. Uh, let's be honest, if Michigan can put up 22 on the road, I wonder what they're capable of doing on a, at a neutral site. I think this feels more like a 20-point game. Um, so, yes, I like Michigan in this one at minus 17. Plus, uh, Purdue starting quarterback Aiden O'Connell is dealing with um, the loss, loss of his brother. He hasn't been practicing. So, yeah. I don't know. That headspace can go one of two ways. Um, and when you're going up against the number two team in the country, I worry about that. Um, as for the total, yeah. sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, 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 go ahead, Kayla. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, it's it's a great point that you make that I think has kind of flown under the radar about Purdue and O'Connell. Yeah, right. Um, when looking at the total, though, I see Michigan's offense doing the most of the scoring here. So I do kind of like the over. I'm playing with fire today. Uh, 51 and a half. Uh, this one mostly because the Wolverines are averaging nearly 40 a game on their own. So surely Purdue will put up some points, uh, but I do like the over at 51 and a half. All right. Big 12 championship noon Eastern 11 a.m. Central time on Saturday on ABC in Arlington, Texas. Number 10, Kansas State against number three, TCU. Horned Frog's only favored by two and a half. Total sits at 62. We know a TCU win. They remain undefeated. This sort of Cinderella-like season continues on, and they're locked into the CFP. Um, and K-State, they probably end up in the Sugar Bowl against, as we talked about, uh, Alabama, maybe Tennessee, depending on how things shake out there. TCU, they survived that streak of seven straight wins by 10 points or fewer in the regular season. We remember the fire drill field goal, walk-off field goal win against Baylor. None of their five second-half comebacks, though, were bigger than against Kansas State in week eight, where they won 38-28 at home in Fort Worth after Kansas State had jumped out to an 18-point lead in the second quarter. Deuce Vaughn has been a machine in the backfield for them, but TCU's got Kendra Miller, who's third in the Big 12 with yards after contact. Uh, including 113 against Kansas State. So uh, the total's gone over in six of K-State's last nine games. Again, the total sitting at 62. I'm tempted to ride that knowing this is a Big 12 championship game, Kayla. Yes, we know I love a Big 12 shootout. Um, <laughs> looking at the spread first, though, uh, this one I think will be one of the better games of the weekend, as the spread would suggest. And straight to the point, I like TCU straight up and against the spread especially with how small that number is. K-State showed us that they are a good competitive team this year with some impressive wins, but I just think TCU is better in this one. And I know it's hard to beat the same team twice in one season. As we know, as you mentioned, TCU did it by 10 at home earlier this year, but I believe in the Horn Frogs and this offense who loves to move the ball downfield. Um, not only that, but TCU is 5-1 and one against the spread through their last six, and they went 6-2-1 and one against the spread this season when facing fellow Big 12 opponents. Need I say more, guys? Um, as for this total, surprising no one, I like the over. After all, this may be the last Big 12 showdown we get this year. TCU averages 40 a game on their own, and the Wildcats are right behind them putting up 33 a game. So give me TCU to cover and the over. RJ, I mentioned Deuce Vaughn. He is five rushing yards away from doing something only one power five running back has done in the last 15 years, and that's 1,300 rushing yards and 300 receiving yards in consecutive seasons. Christian McCaffrey, the last guy to do it. Can Kansas State control this game on the ground with Deuce Vaughn to the extent that they can shorten the game and keep TCU from having those opportunities to open it up in the second half? You know, 
they're going to try to. Uh, they're going to try to. Keep in mind, outside of the Iowa State game, in TCU's last uh, three games, they've scored 29, 17, and 34. Those are good numbers. But they had to have a comeback against Baylor. Their offense was not great in that game. Texas, they, they scored three points in the first half. And then against Texas Tech, they had to have a comeback as well uh, to win that one, a little bit of a late flurry. I think the under is the sneaky play here for me. Uh, the Ooh. under 62, I do think Kansas State's going to try to run the ball a lot. I think that they're, they know their best chance is to keep Max Duggan off the field as much as they possibly can. Uh, this, was a, this was a good game the last time they played. I know it was high scoring, but it was still a good game. Uh, and and they, they saw what he was able to do, and TCU's offense was able to do against them when they allowed them to put the ball in their hands. They TCU susceptible to the run. I think TCU wins. Uh, I think they I think they hit I think they hit right on the number. I think they hit right at two, but I'll take them to cover. Um, but you know this is for a team that's undefeated, it's already beaten them uh, by I think it was double digits, right? It was a double digit game last time. Yeah, uh, yep. ten point game to have a two point spread uh, with 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 a, with a money line that close to even. It's very Vegas. Yeah. Vegas is t- saying something there. Vegas still doesn't believe in TCU. There's a lot of people that still don't and are just waiting for the fall off. And I think you probably got a lot of money coming in in that direction as well because, like you said, it's still plus money on Kansas State. It's not huge, but it's still plus money, and it's still a tight enough spread that if it's a field goal game, you got a chance of getting out of there alive. SEC Championship Saturday, 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific on CBS. Number 14, LSU, who's been locked into this spot for a few weeks now from the SEC West against number one in the land, Georgia from the SEC East. 17 and a half total at 52, this game being played in Atlanta. We know Georgia's not falling out of the CFP regardless of what happens here. LSU only going to the Sugar Bowl if they win, likely superseded by Bama, as we've talked about for that bid, and by Tennessee for the bid to the Orange. Probably a trip to the Citrus if they don't end up playing ultimate spoiler Saturday afternoon in Atlanta. Georgia's been pretty efficient on offense, but not explosive. Uh, And that's led to them not covering a lot. I want to say they've only covered two out of their last five, I believe it is. Uh, Big spreads, though. They've dealt with a lot of big spreads this year. Um, And so it'll be curious to see if they really feel like they got to lean in on this one, step on the gas, prove that they're number one. I don't think they do. I think they're number one regardless. They could win by a walk-off field goal and still be number one going into uh, the playoff bracket. But, RJ, um, I I think this is another one where you take Georgia to win outright, but uh, LSU covers. You know, the the injury to to the quarterback, the the ankle, that kind of concerns me a little bit because, you know, he may not be able to use his feet all that much in this game. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Georgia – I mean, Georgia could clamp down on you, man. I mean, that is such a nasty defense. They're the best tackling defense I've seen all year. Uh, I, obviously, it's clear. Uh, it's clear Georgia's going to win this game if they even try. The biggest question is: is like, are they so locked in they don't care? You know, right. I, I don't. I can't imagine that's the case. But the same thing happened last year. They were so locked in, they lost to Bama, and they still wound up making it. Uh, so I, I don't really, I don't really have a feel on this one either with the spread uh, or with the over under. I, 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 that's a low number, but I just wonder with with Daniels being injured, like. What's LSU's offense going to look like, you know, if he's if yeah. he's limited? Yeah, if he's anything less than 100%, it will look different. Kayla, what's your play on LSU, George, and the SEC championship? This might be the only game in which I am leaning towards uh, the favorite, uh, not leaning towards the favorite covering. I think 
LSU won't go down easy again, despite, you know, their banged up quarterback. Tigers are 7-5-0 and against the spread this season next to Georgia. 6-6 six and six against the spread record. Um, is Georgia going to win this game with confidence? Yes, but I think LSU can cover. And I'm actually leaning the under in this one, just simply because of Georgia's defense. Coming up, the group of five. They've got conference championships this weekend as well, so we'll give some love to the little guys. Plus, we get you some big numbers and our best bets next. Alongside Kayla Canaram and RJ Choppy, I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQLU. This is BetQLU with RJ, Chris, and Kayla. Here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Back to BetQLU with RJ Choppy, Chris Mack, and Kayla Canaram on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Somebody's a scared. Uh, we'll explain in just a minute. It is BetQLU, <laughs> live coast to coast on the BetQL Network, wherever you may be in the world, on your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. And, of course, you can watch us on YouTube and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash betql i'm chris mack he's rj choppy she's kayla canaram and kayla's alma mater missouri uh, the the old mizzou tigers they're they're a scared oh. kayla they don't want to play kansas in a bowl game according to brett mcmurphy of the action sports network missouri doesn't want to play the jayhawks who are bowl eligible for the first time since 2008 apparently because they feel like they'd be a little too thin because of uh, transfer portal guys because of injuries and so yeah Mizzou basically saying no we have this great rivalry and look as a Penn State fan who also lives in Pittsburgh Penn State has done this to Pitt before in the past and it drives me nuts um, we don't we don't want to take on little brother because well we might not be fully prepared to take the punch in the nose they're going to give us I'm so against this it's not even funny um, all anyone wanted is a border war rematch, Mizzou-Kansas. We haven't had this since 2011 that resulted in a 24-10 Mizzou win. Thank you very much. Um, but the, I think this is a bad look for my alma mater. I'll say it. Mm -hmm. We wanted a rematch, and you're not going to play them because you're missing a few players. Like, I still think we can win. Like, I think we can beat Kansas. Granted, we don't do well in bowl games. I will say that. I'm allowed to say that. We, we don't show up to bowl games. Um, again, it's because we don't have our full rosters most of the time. But... I hate this so much. <laughs> yeah, it, you're right. It's a bad look. It's like every time we get stuck talking about, in our my corner of the world, the Penn State-Pitt rivalry, it all comes back to Penn State just doesn't believe it's worth it because there's always a chance they could lose to Pitt. It doesn't happen often, but it, when they do, it's a bad look for them because it's them losing to an ACC school who they typically out-recruit in the area. It's very similar. Missouri being the SEC school, Kansas being the Big 12 school, they don't want to get shown up by, like I said, little brother, if you want to use that term, in a bowl game. So they're dodging them. They're dodging them, RJ. We're, we're probably going to lose anyway. So why make it like make it fun? Play your longest rival ever. Uh, uh, yeah, look, I mean, this is like A&M getting a chance to play Texas in the Texas Bowl or whatever, and one of those two schools saying no, which rumor has it did happen. I can't remember which school said no. Um but look, <laughs> this is a, it's a, because you know, that's the thing. In 20 years, you're going to forget about this. Now, Kansas fans won't. They're going to like, they're going to remind you this all the time. But 
Mm-hmm. This this is a bad look. It really is. This this play your game. This is a bad look. All right. I will it say. Is. Let's. I will say we technically didn't start this when Mizzou left for the SEC. We still wanted to play Kansas every year, and they said no. So I don't know why we're doing I, it now, I, but. I feel like the bad blood is not boiling over, but it's going to be left on the back burner to simmer. And when we get back to Missouri, Kansas <laughs> next year, it'll still be there. And Kayla will still have barbs to little, little darts to throw in the direction of Lawrence, Kansas. Um, let's talk about we- the little guys. Let's talk about the, the group of five games real quick. We'll kind of rapid fire through these ones. Let's start with the Mac game noon Eastern on Saturday, Toledo giving three against Ohio in Detroit. Give me Ohio in the points based on nothing else than they like to score a lot of points. Kayla? I'm right there with you. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go Ohio. RJ? <laughs> not much else to say there. Uh, no. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Ohio much. as well. All right, all three of us on Ohio. Sunbelt Championship game, Saturday, 3.30 Eastern. Coastal at Troy. Uh, sounds like Coastal could be looking at a possible coaching change. They're getting eight and a half on the road, though. This one being played at Troy. Give me Coastal to cover. Kayla? I You are picking all the same ones I am. I think Coastal can cover in this one as well. RJ? I, I, I agree. I agree. Even though it's, not, <laughs> even though it's a, I hate these conference championship uh, road home games. I hate that. Uh, I, I know it happens in the smaller conferences, but uh, I like Coastal. I like that we're lockstep so far. Mountain West championship game, Saturday, 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific on Fox. Fresno State at Boise State. Boise laying just three. Give me the uh, give me the Broncos to cover the three. I'll say they win by a touchdown. Kayla? I'm right there with you. Got Boise State yes. in this one. RJ? <laughs> no, I'm going Fresno State, man. They got the power. Oh, switch it up. Yeah, give me the quarterback, man. Give me Hainer. All right. I like it. All right, last one. American Conference uh, Championship game. This one big because the winner likely mm-hmm. going to be the group of six team that gets the bid to the Cotton Bowl uh, against either Tennessee or Penn State, depending on how the New Year's Six shakes out. Saturday, 4 o'clock Eastern on ABC, number 22 Central Florida, and number 18 Tulane. Tulane laying four. I think UCF pulls off the upset on the road in the Conference Championship game and heads back to the New Year's Six. Kayla? Right there with you. I've got the UCF Knights uh, covering and winning in this one. Yeah, UCF just won this game. They, they just beat them a couple of weeks back. Uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, they just beat uh, Tulane a couple of weeks back. So, you know, give me UCF to win, even though it's in New Orleans. Yeah, it, on Tulane's home field. This isn't like a neutral site game or even an off-campus game. This is Tulane's home stadium some big numbers for you real quick before we get to our best bets we we mentioned it earlier biggest spread of the week is in the sec championship game georgia laying 17 and a half against lsu but guys georgia failed to cover last week it's the big number 35 and a half to georgia tech they won by 23 georgia tech curiously enough for what it's worth finishes the year four and three against the spread in spreads of three touchdowns or more but back to georgia they've only covered in two out of their last five i believe it is uh, and so we, we talked about this already. There's, a, I think, a strong belief by everyone that Georgia doesn't have much to play for and might not cover against LSU, but certainly still wins. Smallest total of the week, largest total of the week. Then we'll get into our best bets. Smallest total of the week doesn't involve Iowa because, well, Iowa's <laughs> not playing. So uh, we've got Coastal and Troy. The total there is 48. 
some Friday night conference championship games that have higher uh, totals, but will be over by the time you hear the sound of our voices as we're recording this right before those Friday night conference championship games. Largest total of the week. We mentioned this as well. ACC title game, UNC and Clemson, right around 63 and a half. And so we've, we've seen, we saw last week, uh, we had three American conference games that were all at least 67 or more for totals. They only covered one of them, I think. Um, so that being said, we know they'll put up points in the American Conference, maybe between UCF and Tulane. ACC title game, I think we talked about earlier. Certainly, the way North Carolina has scored points this year, we'll probably see some more. So, all of that said, uh, it is time for our best bets, and it is a big conference championship weekend. So, let's dive in. Where do we want to go first? RJ, I'll let you lead us off. All right, I got, uh, you know, I'm going to go with North Carolina. My best bet's Carolina plus the seven and a half uh, against Clemson. I, I, I love Drake May. I think the quarterback situation at, uh, at Clemson is a joke. I think Dabo is, man, I mean, he's talking about, you know, you fire me if you want to leave my coaches. I'm not leaving my coaches. There's a little bit of turmoil going on there. A little bit of turmoil with Captain Positivity uh, at Clemson. So <laughs> Carolina plus seven and a half. And the future number one draft pick in a couple years will get himself an ACC championship. Drake May, I mentioned fourth in the country in passing yards. He's up over 3,800. He'll be over 4,000 yards, I, one would presume, by the end of this uh, game Saturday night against Clemson. Uh, North Carolina, for what it's worth, two and four against the spread in their last six, but nine and three straight up in their last 12. Kayla, your best bet for conference championship weekend. Well, first and foremost, I'd just like to say I hope everyone listened to me last week because, yes, I predicted the K-State Wildcats to cover over the Jayhawks, and they did 47-27 in a final at home. Thank you. You're welcome. I think what I'm most sad about in this Mizzou-Kansas game not happening is that I won't be able to talk about them anymore. But <laughs> going to this week, I'm going to go You're, with Wait, wait, wait. Who are we kidding? Who are we kidding? You're going to still talk crap on them anyway, <laughs> regardless of what they do. Whether they actually well, play that's a game true, or yes. not, you're going to look for a reason to rip Kansas to shreds. But be that neither here nor there. Go ahead. That's a great point. Stay tuned, friends. Um, <laughs> Michigan, first half, minus nine and a half. Um, Purdue is an average football team. I just think this one could get really ugly in a hurry. And I think Purdue's offense is going to have a tough time getting to the end zone, um, even though Michigan will be, you know, they've got like quorum banged up. Uh I just think this is going to be a bloodbath. I said it before. And once again, looking to Aiden, you know, dealing with that off-field issue with his brother. We don't know where his headspace is going to be. So I like Michigan's first half under, or first half minus nine and a half. All right. That brings us to the always scintillating MAC championship game. Why am I betting on this? Well, first, because I'm a degenerate. (laughs) But second, because I really like the value on this total. Sitting at like 54 and a half, 55. Uh, the MAC championship game between Toledo and Ohio. Uh, Toledo, they're they're kind of backdooring their way into the MAC championship. They've lost two in a row, and they've given up a ton of big plays over the last several weeks. The last seven touchdowns scored against the Rockets have been five offensive plays of thirty yards or more, a blocked punt, and a pick six. They're getting torched by big plays. Toledo, you take a potent Ohio offense, add it to the mix. 7-4-1 and one to the over this season, averaging 38 points a game the last four weeks. And here's what you do. You put it in a little snow globe. 
you shake it up and then forget the snow because, yeah, it's the Mac in December, but it's on the carpet at Ford Field. So you got a strong recipe for the over here between Toledo and Ohio. Again, the number around 54 and a half, 55. I think it goes over the MAC championship game Saturday afternoon. And those are our best bets. Those of you that join us every single week here on the BetQL network and uh, wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app, keep in mind as we push forward, it's not just college football because yeah, bowl season's around the corner. Yeah, we got the playoff to talk about. Uh, but we are going to start talking hoops. We're going to start mixing it in as well because we've already had a few big games this year. And once we start to step on the gas and rapidly approach conference play, which some conferences will actually start in spots this week, this weekend, uh, we will have plenty to talk about. So RJ, Kayla, and I will be back every single weekend to break down not just what's going on as we rapidly approach the college football playoffs and the national championship game, in early January, but also what's on tap for you with college hoops over the next few weeks and months as well. All of that said, thanks to RJ Choppy. Thanks to Kayla Canaram. Thanks to everybody who helps us keep this thing on the tracks as much as we try to next week. We'll talk about the final four and did they get it right and start to look ahead to bowl season as well for RJ and for Kayla. I'm Chris Mack. Thanks for joining us. This has been BetQLU. This is BetQLU with RJ, Chris, and Kayla here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.